Unblamed Podcast, a community of strong men through knowledge, growth, and leadership. With your host, Alex Montenegro. Thank you all for tuning in. This podcast was born out of conversations, questions, and ultimately the desire to be a better man, a better husband, and a better father. We're going to cover a wide range of topics from dating, marriage, politics, health, and pop culture. We would love to hear any comments and ideas from you, so send that over to our Instagram page at themenzine Podcast or email at info at Please be sure to give us a five-star rating, like, share, and subscribe. Help keep independent media and broadcasting alive by donating to our Patreon page at the Menzine Podcast. So let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of the Menzine Podcast. So I'm super excited about this episode coming up. I have uh, two of the greatest friends I've ever had, Man Kim Young and Anthony Chen, who happen to be amazing physiotherapists. And this is the thing. Um, so I was, I was an idiot. And I forgot to press record, okay? So you're going to miss quite a bit of uh, our conversation, but uh, hopefully what's intact, you'll still get something positive and amazing out of something informative and something life-changing. Uh, so let's, let's start this episode, guys. You know, I can't, I can't be good-looking and smart at the same time. Or can I? Please enjoy. So today I have the pleasure of introducing the two coolest and greatest physiotherapists I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Anthony Chen and Man King Young. What's going on, boys? How are you guys doing? I'm good, dude. I'm good. Glad yeah, to I'm doing here, really guys. good. Yeah, very excited. So I know you guys are a busy bunch and I appreciate you being here. So I want to uh, get started with the questions right away. Um, in terms of physiotherapy, I mean, you guys wouldn't believe how many people call into the clinic and have no idea what physiotherapy is. So in your own words, um, tell us what a physiotherapy is exactly. Oh man, that's a, yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty difficult to describe just because I feel, uh, and I'm sure Matt King agrees on this too, but like, I feel like as a physio, like our scope of practice is just so, um, you know, it, it's a lot wider than say like, you know, a massage therapist or a chiro. I mean, we definitely do overlap with them, but I think in general, like a physiotherapist would, you know, in a nutshell, if you want to like a, like just like a one description kind of thing, it's just, I guess anyone that can help um, like we just treat with like anything related to the physical aspect of the human body. If that's like, if, yeah, super simple way to describe it, but I'm sure Matt Keen has a much more uh, elaborate description there. Well, I think that's a, definitely a good um, entry point to kind of say something to, you know, somebody that doesn't know, but um, I do feel like the mind and the physical body are very intertwined. So, you know, although it's not directly in our scope, to like treat like a psychologist. Um, uh, the thing is behaviors and in, ingrained um, patterns are often very intimately connected with how the patient thinks and, um, and, and the body itself. So, you know, from a more holistic standpoint, we're kind of treating the person as a whole, but we're using um, movement patterns or physical manipulations to um, help facilitate whatever their goal might be and is treating both the mind and the body um, directly and indirectly. So I would say physiotherapy, uh, I'm just kind of coming up with this 
um, off the top of my head right now, <laughs> um, maybe in a couple sentences if I were to explain good, it dude. to somebody, is um, using exercise um, or manual therapy or general body movements to help um, facilitate somebody's goal, um, whatever that goal might be. Um, so um, it, it is very tailored to that patient. So maybe their goal is pain management. Um, then you, you, you can use movement. You can use manual therapy uh, as well as like other modalities um, to help help them with their goal. Um, so and and that you know using those modalities, you're you're hitting things at multiple fronts. Um, so like if you're getting the patient to move, yeah, you're loosening up tissue. Um, you're um, getting them to open up and take pressure off certain areas, but you're also um, retraining patterns in their brain hmm. um, because it's uh, diff- it's a feedback loop, right? Like yeah. um, uh, you can you can um, move a certain way and you get immediate responses, um, physiological responses, but you're also when you're in certain positions, your brain perceives where you are in these positions, and it actually will improve your mood as well. So um, you know, exercise can improve mood and mood uh, can improve um, uh, your current state of your physical state as well. It's like a, they're in, intimately connected is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So what are some in, like common injuries that you guys treat that are very easy, easily preventable? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think here, but a lot of the stuff that I've dealt with at, um, at EA, for example, is it's, it's a lot of like uh, postural related kind of issue so you know yeah, i would uh, fall under that category for sure yeah so and but the thing is it's difficult to really because i mean i you know there's no perfect posture to i mean you could there is a lot of like research out there before saying like you know like or how we were educated for example where you know there's this a certain thing called like a plumb line which is like a line that you draw you know the side profile of a guy's body and then you want you know say your head or your back or your your knees and stuff like within a certain um like uh, uh, distance from that line, you know, so we're taught, you know, everybody, you know, that's, you want to aim for that posture, but I feel in generally speaking with, you know, no one's got perfect posture, man. Right. But the thing is though, it's if you have, you know, I think posture that adds too much strain or stress um, on certain muscle groups and stuff that you've been doing for too long. So for example, at EA, you get a lot of guys that are hunched over, you know, they're, they're, they're crunching for like a game development and stuff. Right. And then they start getting, you know, a bunch of strain on the neck muscles because they're, you know, they're looking down, they're like looking for at the monitor for like 10, 12 hours a day or something like that. Right. So, um, you know, I think with that, like, honestly, like if you, if you, you know, tackle it, uh, regularly throughout the day by doing just like small stretches to relieve that strain or that pressure on those uh, muscles and stuff, um, it can definitely kind of relieve a lot of those symptoms, um, versus kind of like letting it just kind of like pile up, you know? So it's kind of like, it's like a snowball effect, for example. Right. So if you just keep, you know, you don't do anything, you just kind of let it go worse and worse and worse. It's, it's going to be infinitely a little more harder to kind of like bring it back a bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, for me, yeah, I guess posturally related stuff would be, I guess, one of the most common ones that you know I've seen and stuff. I would say um, things that are easily preventable. Hmm. So 
things that aren't easily preventable are just like random acute injuries. Like those are um, freak accidents. You know, something falls on somebody or um, they, they just have a slip, right? Those, those are somewhat inevitable. You can do certain things maybe to mitigate that, you know, better proprioception, better balance and things like that. But those are kind of like not, not that preventable. It's just freak accidents is accidents, right? Um, but yeah, there's, um, yeah, I guess it would be uh, somewhat in line, probably uh, overuse type problems if you catch them early, okay? Um, I, I would say those are somewhat preventable. There's like very common cluster of type of issues that seem to just pop up over time. Statistically, you can see like, oh, a weightlifter, they're just going to get a shoulder impingement over time because they're doing a really bad technique. Or um, this runner is just like, has really poor technique and they're not moving through the thorax or they're just driving through their heels way too much and they're not... Um, using certain parts of the body they, the way they should. So I would say overuse hip problems in a nutshell are probably the ones that you can prevent if you know how to get at it before it happens. Um, and um, I would say uh, there's a few things you can do beforehand to make sure that these overuse problems don't happen is ensuring that you have proper range of motion through all your joints so you can put your body in a position um, to not overload those structures. Because over time, if you're using your body in very specific in-grooves and ways, um, you're going to direct that force to a certain area way too much and use the wrong muscles um, to do what they're not supposed to and neglect the larger uh, muscles that are supposed to do the work. Um, and and that, that, that does become a problem over time. If you just re-educate the patient on how to move properly, give them things to do so they can get into a better position that's more optimal, um, that can prevent them from uh, overloading these structures over time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point, man. Because I know me, like many other people out there, you know, we want to start losing a little bit of weight. You know, pick up some exercises, do some running or any type of cardio. And you know, like after a few, actually, even like a couple days in, you start getting these aches and pains, and you know, essentially stopping us from doing it again. And you know, because we just have a tough time controlling our breathing and whatnot. We're not doing something right, obviously. So what are, what are some tips to get around that? Um, that's when the physical assessment is really important because everybody has different deficits um, and everybody has different ingrained patterns that they tend to do. So with the assessment, um, it's really important to be able to pick up whatever is kind of lacking with that person or whatever their, um, their weak links are. Um, and uh, statistically, there's usually a cluster of problems that seem to be common with certain types of issues. but um, there's always outliers and you need to do an assessment to figure out what those uh, deficits are. Interesting, man. Um, I know we spoke a little bit about exercise already, but how much does diet uh, play a role in having healthy bones and joints? Um, I would say a huge amount. The thing is, um, things often, people underestimate how much of an impact um, diet ha has on your mental state as well as your physical state. Um, the thing is, the gut biome is something that is currently being investigated more, and there's more research on it, and doctors and the medical field are starting to be aware of how much the gut biome influences the entire body. Um, if you look at um, you know, the influence it has, you know, even from an epigenetic standpoint, um, it's dramatic. So um, I don't want to get into too much detail with that, but um, 
you know, eating properly, um, I, th I think it, it, it helps on more, more fronts than you would think. Um, yeah, both physically and mentally. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Definitely. I feel man Keen has done a lot more research into this, uh, into this topic for sure. But, you know, uh, from my understanding and what I've, you know, the, the knowledge that I've known, um, definitely like, yeah, yeah. Diet is, plays a huge role, right? It's, 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 it's kind of just like, you know, when you, when you're working out and stuff, you need nutrients and stuff to, to, to basically repair and rebuild your muscle essentially. Right. So, um, definitely diet does play a huge, huge role. Yeah. I just want to add one more thing about diet and, um, some of the connections with pain that I see with patients. So, um, this whole, um, inflammatory kind of buzzword that's going around, um, I, I think to get you have to get a better understanding of what's actually happening to understand how it relates to pain. So um, I think it comes down a lot to autoimmune dysfunctions, to be honest, and diet. So what I mean by that is um, if you're eating things and your body um, finds that it's somewhat foreign or it's reacting to it strangely, um, it, you have a global systemic response throughout the whole body. And over time, if you're always eating things that's causing your body to be like, hey, what is this? And reacting strangely to it, um, there seems to be a link with that and a lot of autoimmune issues and chronic pain issues. So um, down to the tendons, the bones, like osteoarthritic issues and poor diet, there's a lot of research on that. Um, not just because of nutrient absorption, but even more so related to probably an autoimmune response, like your body's reacting to itself. So I think um, a lot of it is finding something, finding a diet where you're eating things that aren't causing some your body to get riled up in that in that weird way. It's going to help with your energy level. It'll help with um, minimizing comorbidities in the long run. Um, and some of these things you just thing is <laughs> some of these things are like silent silent killers like you, you you're doing this every day you don't realize that it's subtly firing that system a little bit and it's different for everybody that's why um and there, there's certain things that tend to trend with people but there's also specific things per individual so diet is so confusing um and it's uh there's all there's also all these paradigms to look at and some of them have partial truths some of them are have um not that much <laughs> truth to them um but uh you know, with all that information, it's really hard to tread, find your path with diet, I think, because there's all these different gurus saying different things. But I think one rule of thumb is um, eating things that aren't firing, firing off your autoimmune system. I think that's key. That's often, often neglected and determining that can be, can be tough, but there's general rules of thumb. Yeah. I know there's, is a, there's, this trend, well, it's been going on for a little while now, but it's uh, the sexiness of the dad bod. And, and you know, the reality is, is that the, the dad bod, it, it causes so much, uh, so much problems in the future, right? Having a belly, you're susceptible to like diabetes and other types of diseases. So, you know, for, for guys listening out there that, uh, that want to, you know, get better shape for their families and for their children, um, what advice would you give them to sort of kickstart uh, new habits and a new way of life and, you know, simple exercises? I know it's probably like, a, you know, for someone, say, for, you know, that had maybe, you know, for most of their life, they haven't been used to like exercising or stuff. It may be definitely daunting and, and difficult to kind of get into like a new routine. Um, but I think, you know, you make, 
you can start by making really small changes, right? So a little at a time, it doesn't mean you have to go out for like a half hour work or anything, but small things like, you know, taking the stairs at work to the elevator or parking your car a bit further away from like, say the physical clinic or something and then walking there, right? Some of these things are definitely going to be, um, you know, they're small, but, you know, if you do regularly, they add up. And also, you know, just like what Mankin was saying before in terms of like, you know, physical, um, you know, physicality affecting your, your mindset, you know, all this stuff can slowly help, you know, uh, retrain behaviors and just kind of like, you know, put a positive, you know, light towards physical activity. Um, and especially I think for, you know, again, going back to me working with a lot of the, you know, people at EA and stuff is, you know, you're sitting at a desk for say eight, 10 hours a day, right? Sometimes, you know, you don't have to do much, but even just changing positions, like getting out of your chair, you know, you know, make an excuse to go to the, you know, the staff room or the bathroom or something like that, right? All of these stuff, it's still better than if you're just stationary and sedentary for like, you know, you know, a, a long amount of time, right? So, you know, you can start small, you know, no one's saying, you know, you got to go run a marathon or something like that, but just, you know, try and or incorporate some small things into your daily habits and then slowly build onto that, I think would be the, the best way. Yeah, I agree with that, Anthony. I think implementing things throughout the day um, to, to help with your overall activity level is helpful. And I just want to build on what Anthony said at the end about habits. I think that's um, super important because we're actually creatures of habit. Um, you know, it's uh, people don't realize that how much of a routine we actually do follow, whether we want to admit it or not. And um, in order to make change, you have to be doing something consistently over a long period of time. Um, and habits are very difficult to form. Um, so, um, you know, I, I would say you, you kind of have to stick with it in those early stages. You have to have some sort of initial plan to set up a routine. Um, so if you, if you have some sort of, have some sort of plan, um, you, you don't have to be perfect about it, but you have to be consistent. Um, and then you have to actually, um, ingrain that into your brain. So you get these neural networks, you need to have, um, you know, some sort of stimulus, you need your action, you need your reward. Um, so, but, but you need to be consistent with it and establish that, that neural network. Um, so, um, for example, if you, you, you may need to set a time and it's like, this is the time I'm going to do my workout and regardless, I'm going to do it. And even so, so, so that's the first step. And then, you know, you may just put on your shoes, tie your shoes and get out to the gym. Maybe you don't even get anything done, but you're there and you've actually done that first step. And it's, it's not easy for anybody to do that first step, but you just have to be consistent enough. It takes like, I think it's like 30 days of just doing it consistently for you to start actually ingraining that neural network. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then once you start getting some feedback physiologically through the endorphins, um, then that'll help reinforce that neural network. Um, but it's that initial first step and doing it for like probably about 30 days or something every day and not missing a day to really get that ingrained. But you do need to establish those habits um, and healthy habits are, I think, um, key to a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, man. There's a reason why you guys are voted the sexiest and smartest physiotherapists in the world. <laughs> oh, you're just smattering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but I know you guys live uh, such a busy life with physiotherapy. So what other things do you enjoy outside of physio? Um, so with me, I, I enjoy collecting music, um, playing music for people occasionally. Um, just like uh, 
curating music, I guess. Uh, yeah, I do enjoy uh, powerlifting and heavy heavy lifting type activities, um, and just uh, yeah, having a good social social network of friends. And Anthony's gotten you into games now, right? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see you're like you don't want to bring it up, but, but I can see in your eyes that you love it. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a different. You can use your brain in a different way playing video games, and uh, it's been fun lately. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. Are you still playing? Um, are you are you still playing the Divinity? No, I beat that game. <laughs> damn. Oh damn, dude! Yeah, yeah. Damn. I need to get into this stuff so I can start playing with you guys because I I'm starting to feel a little bit left out. <laughs> dude, you Cause should because like, it's start. I mean, it's <laughs> picking up, man. Like this esports stuff, like the gaming stuff, is just overall is just picking up with everybody, especially you know, especially so during this quarantine time, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. Uh, I I got to get into it. What what games would you guys recommend starting starting out with? I guess. Ah, uh, dude, that's it's that's a loaded question, man. Just because there's so many genres out there, right? So it really depends on what you what you uh, you know what you enjoy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, true. So how about yourself, Anthony? What what do you guys? What do you like to do outside of the physio world? Ah, uh, uh, very simple, man, dude. So you know, like we were talking about before, definitely, I mean huge um i'm a huge gamer so you know currently i really like to play i've been getting back into this game called dota 2 it's a really old game but they redid it and stuff and it's been pretty fun as well i've been playing uh, with my buddies apex legends uh definitely uh you know i think that's a game that you can start start out as uh, but aside from gaming honestly man i just you know on a good weather like today for example i just want to you know get on my bike and just go for a rip around town, man. Um, yeah, just really enjoy ride my bike, drive my cars. I'm a huge uh, petrol We're foodies head. too, right? Oh yeah, foodies, man. That's right, definitely. Yeah, food, we we oh, gotta yeah. go out. We gotta go out and get again uh, to that restaurant. I can't remember what it's called. But anyways, we should definitely get oh, together Green again. Oak, right? bike. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's been so good. That's one thing I miss is eating out during this pandemic time. Dude. Yeah, right. I'm, it's so hard yeah. because I mean, do you guys do like skip the dishes at all? No, uh, I just go pick up the food, man. Yeah, yeah. but it's not the same, right? Yeah, I guess I, so, man. I've literally haven't gone takeout or eaten out since like mid March. I've been making all my food <laughs> since. Oh, uh, you, wait, so, yeah, but uh, <laughs> so I, I, I same food like. Uh, I'm switching it up a little bit here and there. You know, you have nice, a little bit extra nice. time. Tried to make some make some pancakes the other day. Wow! With, um, wow! Yeah, with um, special. What, what was the flour I use? Cassave flour. It's kind of wow. interesting. Yes. Didn't turn out so well. I got to change the ratio. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, I, yeah, I can't I let you go. I can't <laughs> let you go with you without you telling us what what uh, what your typical meal is. Uh, for like what, what time it of smell, day? It smells like heaven, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so usually at the clinic, I, I I usually just bring some sort of like um, lentil curry or something like that. Um, so, you know, I I I make pretty big batches. Of, I don't eat that much meat um, anymore, and I try to get most of my protein from uh, from from plant based products. But nice. I also want to process it properly so it doesn't irritate my gut. So um, I do big batches in the pressure cooker and um, usually, yeah, just get really good ingredients and, um, uh, you know, pretty basic recipe, just lentils and some like coconut milk, ginger, um, 
garlic, some spices, you know, put a yam in there. It's all very basic ingredients and, um, but just high quality ingredients and then just uh, spending the time to uh, cook it properly and process it properly. Yeah. Dude, I love how cash you are about this. You know, just put a little bit of spices in there, a little bit of ginger, some garlic, some a little lettuce in there. <laughs> so yeah. funny, dude. But hey, man, I appreciate you guys being uh, on the the podcast. Man, I miss working with you guys, dude. It's 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 never been the same, honestly. Dude, I miss you, man. I miss yeah, it too, guys. Really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, as you can tell, yes, we loved on each other for about a good half hour. <laughs> you don't need to listen to it. Uh, but please make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Manzine Podcast and just send us uh, any any uh, suggestions you guys might have for, for another episode. You guys are awesome. Love, peace, and bananas. Peace out. Peace out.